When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that's really two smaller podcasts standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like little gremlins. <laughs> or little children trying to get into an R-rated movie. Yep. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... We're going to talk about fat. Yeah. Not P-H-A-T fat either. No. More like... like regular fat yeah yeah yeah. like the kind of tuesday or uh the blunts that you roll i don't know uh <laughs> how often do you say the phase phrase fat blunt mike roll, roll a flat roll a fat blunt clearly often enough that i had just fucked it up <laughs> um but first but first are you ready for some news no no okay great yeah there, sure. there are two things i wanted to say first one is okay. um uh one of our listeners and and dare i say friends uh daniele who's been on indirectly on our patreon uh segment uh was on a podcast called ask auntie talking about uh being a drag queer which drag queer was a new word for me and i really enjoy it um so check that out um their interview is you can find it under their name misunderstood um oh just like pink just like there's no z in this unfortunate but um (laughs) the other one is the most adorable thing uh someone in our facebook group mentioned that they're getting married um yeah and i i feel like a newspaper they have been reached out to confirm or or for comment but have not Mm. yet replied um, oh. <laughs> so I won't say their names, but it was cannot just, reach them for comment. Come on, cannot be reached. Um, yeah. So that's, that was really cool and really adorable. So congrats to the, you know, you know who you are. Yeah. And, and any other gays that got married? Sure. <laughs> yeah. You all count. Okay. Those are things I wanted to say up front. You can do news now. Okay, great. Um, first, uh, <laughs> Okay, great. We're back to this now. <laughs> Fantastic. Gayish, great. We're back to this. <laughs> that was Drunk uh, Cookie Monster sings the news theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot like Sober Cookie Monster, but less slutty, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. So first out of the gate, we need to talk about Billy Santoro. Have you been following, seen, yeah. heard of, know what's going on with Billy Santoro? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an American gay porn star based in Australia, and uh, 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 yeah, he 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 real racist. Uh, he tweeted <laughs> um, on June the first. He tweeted, "LOL, America!" Exclamation point. "LOL, you let your blacks loot as a way of protest. Wake the fuck up. Shoot first. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Uh, he's real. He's real. He's real bad. Um, and following just, following that, I saw all these tweets about like here are other racist porn stars with like quotes and shit they've said and done. Um, and actually, I retweeted on with the uh, 
the caption, don't jerk off to racism. If you want to check out all the racist porn stars on the gayish Twitter <laughs> at gayish podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it, it's interesting also that like cancel culture is for sure a thing. And 99% of the time I totally agree with it. And I agree with it in this instance as well. Um, so just for fans, which is very similar to only fans, uh, they, they were brought into this. They were looped. And on Tuesday, June the 2nd, they tweeted, his account is gone. <laughs> um, quote, policing is a slippery slope and we won't be puppets to cancel culture. This was not debatable, though. It was vile. BLM. In parentheses, Black Lives Matter. Like, we needed a fucking translation. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, they, they also earlier had said just for fans stands fully behind black lives matter, our models of color and our entire user base and wishing this cycle of violence against people of color would end. Okay. So, uh, I knew most of that until I started preparing for the news today. And mm -hmm. then, okay. So, uh, first Billy Santoro, he disappeared from Twitter. His Twitter account was deleted. Uh, but right before he did that, he posted, um, a way too little too late apology <laughs> uh quote i sincerely apologize for hurting the poc with my statement i have fallen in love with many poc and understand the frustration a friend of mine was killed during the rioting in philly and i lashed out full of emotional stress those who know me know i am not racist i am hurt by the loss of my friend so it's the it's the i, I just get racist when i'm upset i guess is the <laughs> Well, I think the gay, I think that's the gay version of like, well, I have a black friend. It's like, well, I dated a black guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've taken my share of black dicks. Why, yeah. Like that doesn't, yeah. I can say whatever I want to. Exactly. Then it gets even crazier because his husband, Gage Santoro, who also has disappeared from social media since, but uh, he shared pictures of Billy Santoro in a hospital examination room, alleging that he had attempted suicide over the backlash of his racist comments. Um, but lots of followers pointed out that like, it might not even be a hospital room. Like it doesn't, there are inconsistencies <laughs> in the image that people are pointing out that suggest that that is not the story. Uh, he, if that is a hospital, he's almost n certainly not there for suicide. Um, how would you anyway, know just based on the picture? Well, part of it is, uh, so he's laying down in a bed in, in an exam room, just sort of covered with a blanket and his husband's just sitting there like looking all gagey. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, somebody pointed out that, um, if you make a suicide attempt in Australia, you are admitted. You don't <laughs> lie down in an examination room. Um, <laughs> and so there's just stuff doesn't quite add up there is there a doctor just, putting on a, a rubber glove beside him going do you know the one thing that could help if i relieve <laughs> that pressure in your anus um yeah moving on are you ready yeah okay uh next we got to talk about lindsey graham <laughs> did you did I hear you say lady g for legal reasons <laughs> lady g that's right that's right uh, so the Republican senator from South Carolina, Lindsey Graham, um, is, uh, I mean, he's real gay. He's dodged allegedly, gay for... Uh, allegedly. Whatever. Don't be like this. No, you, me, we have to. We're let so me have big this, and, Kyle. No, we're so big and popular, we could get sued or sued. I don't know. Well, okay. He has dodged gay rumors for years. Sure. That's just a fact. Um... Anyway, a, uh, a a porn star, Sean Harding, at Sean Harding XXX, tweeted, quote, 
There is a homophobic Republican senator who is no better than Trump, who keeps passing legislation that is damaging to the LGBT and minority communities. Every sex worker I know has been hired by this man. Wondering if enough of us spoke out, if that could get him out of office. I cannot do this alone. If you'd be willing to stand with me against LG, please let me know. And LG apparently is short for Lady G, which is apparently short for Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think about that? Let's talk about that. Just um, that part for a second. I, I think the biggest part that I'm seeing people being, I don't know, I'm seeing a lot of things, but I, I would just, this is not me saying a brand new thing. It's kind of vocalizing what I've seen elsewhere that I agree with is that outing someone is a big no-no. That is not like, it's real fucked up to do it. Don't do it. Unless there is a very extreme circumstance like this one is where that person is so hypocritical. They are passing legislation that directly hurts this community while participating actively or passively. We don't know his position um, in like gay shit. So this is one of the rare, like it is, I think it is okay to out them. And the other thing that, that again, it's not me being original, but it is not about hiring sex workers. It is not about sex workers themselves. Uh, it is not about being gay. It is purely about the hypocrisy and the destruction done to the LGBT community. Yep. I concur. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. And, and sex workers, man, like what a, what a, like you show up at the door and Lindsey Graham opens it and you're like, Oh, God. oh damn it. All what right. A, what a misunderstood and maligned occupation that doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And so I think we should try to figure out, how to go to the Republican National Convention mm. and, and get on Grinder and, and get on Grinder and and see if we can land us a, a big fish, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I man, that'd be so interesting. Do I have to actually give them the blowjob to get like confirmation? You know, like people are like, oh no, I was never gonna actually sell you weed. I was just gonna show up with money and 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 ask you about a fat joint and not actually take it. You know, like you have yeah. to actually like get to the point where you do it. I, I think to, you should see the dick and then decide. That's true. That's a good, that's a good lesson for all of us. Really <laughs> see the dick and then decide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Moving on, moving <laughs> on, <laughs> moving on. Do, okay. Do, do, do. So we, Oh God, I'm just so fucking so jk simmons wife jk rowling (laughs) oh uh, fuck that lady is in trouble again this week um on june the 6th that was just a couple of days ago she shared an article titled creating a more equal post-covid-19 world for people who menstruate her response included quote people who menstruate i'm sure there used to be a word for those people someone help me out womben wimpund wumud um and what's it's clear she knows that the word is wombat right exactly exactly (laughs) and i don't know and and that's clearly there's nothing like controversial about that i don't know why people jumped in her shit about it i know right uh that was funny yeah good work great good work (laughs) (laughs) um i mean of, of course she has is an unknown I don't I don't even want to say the word turf anymore. I was talking to somebody on Facebook about this and turf I think is really easy to throw around now because it's cute. Turf sounds cute, right? It Does sounds it? like 
I think it sounds cute or like a like a laundry detergent, maybe or like yeah. it. It uh, She's a she's a turf doesn't. I mean, fucking cunt is what we should be saying. Is, oh, that's, <laughs> but um, anyway, um, people jumped in her shit because um, people with vaginas menstruate, and not everybody with a vagina is a female. Um, also, or maybe what? you're gonna. I mean, also, not every like, even if you are a woman with a vagina after a certain age, you stop that. Or if you are a child, yeah. if you're a girl, you don't ne- like. You don't necessarily do it or people that I don't know are, are born with reproductive issues or, or whatever. Like it's not even true if you ignore trans or non-binary people like it, it's, it's just incorrect on all levels. Yep. 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 Um, half an hour later, she went on to tweet, quote, if sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. And uh, did she, she just? Sh- I have a black friend with with trans people. Did she say I have tra- I love trans people. I have a trans friend. Oh, I it, uh, like. I think it sh- I think she said I know and love trans people, but they're not real. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> that's <a> weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I just anyway, uh, Monroe Bergdorf at Monroe Bergdorf tweeted uh, at J.K. Rowling. These times are hard enough without you, a wealthy white woman tweeting transphobia from your mansion. Trans people really don't need your bullshit right now. Do us all a favor and give it a rest to say that you're a disappointment is an understatement. Yeah, I saw Um, someone else say not now, J.K. (laughs) Yeah, just like just just everyone like uh, just stop for you know let's just there's a lot there's a lot there's just a lot and just stop yep that's yep. really and, what i uh, want to tell you yeah monroe bergdoff the, the, the same the same person said um quote to choose pride month to come out with yet more transphobia in a time when people are coming together to call out bigotry is an indicator of how you only care about liberation for people like you yeah. read the room jk <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, I saw, I, I didn't, I didn't save it, unfortunately. Uh, but there was a, there was a post, I think it was on Facebook of, of somebody saying, you know, it's really amazing that the Harry Potter universe is so wonderful and that books are so great. And that there is just was no author. <laughs> that no one knows who wrote them. <laughs> okay. Anyway. As we're re retelling our favorite tweets because this is i enjoy this too i forgot one of my favorite ones about the lady g thing was someone posted um if you or anyone you know is a sex worker and uh you know was paid by lady g uh, please reach out to me i'm not a journalist or a reporter i just love gossip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funniest shit <laughs> yeah uh, let me know so I can hire you and I can give you a really good tip because girl, you earned that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's the news. But before that's we move out of the news, I Ooh. had this idea that I didn't run by you. So here we go. Let's um, do it. I-, I think every week in June for pride month, I would like to highlight a queer black person from history oh, to cool. sort of honor black lives matter. And the fact that it is pride. Uh, this week I wanted no, to talk about, I hate ab- it. Don't I- do I- it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this this week, I wanted to talk about Ruth Ellis, who is a uh, LGBT activist 
and and she she has quite the story. So she was born July twenty third, eighteen ninety nine. Holy uh, shit! Was African American woman who became widely known as the oldest surviving open lesbian at the age Wait, of one hundred and one. How is she? Is she alive still? Uh, no, she's dead. She died. Oh, okay. uh, she died say. in 2000 at the age of 101. I mean, I knew lesbians were immortal, but I didn't know they were that immortal. <laughs> yeah, usually they just get on a boat and ride into the sunset. <laughs> <But> ride, <laughs> ride towards Lesbian Island <laughs> where they all retire and look um, pussy. Lesbos, like Sappho. Okay. Yeah. Um, I couldn't so, remember the name of that island, so I just no, called it Lesbian <laughs> Island, but thank you. <laughs> I mean that's the that's the translation. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you just you just you're just showing us your command of ancient Greek, Kyle. Exactly. Um so she came out as a lesbian in 1915. <laughs> Holy shit. That's like before Pre- Columbus got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, According to her, she came out in 1915 with help from a psychology textbook. And but Hmm. she did say that she never had to come out to her family, although they were rather accepting. So there was no like formal moment, but that they just knew and it was fine. Hmm. Uh, She graduated from Springfield High School in 1919. She's from Springfield, Illinois, Um, at a time when fewer than 7% of African-Americans graduated from secondary school. And then in the 1920s, she met the only woman she ever lived with, Cecilene Babe Franklin, and they moved together to Detroit in 1937. Um, so it's weird because they didn't get married, and, so, and I don't see any sort of denotation for what their relationship was, but just that they, I mean, they, they were clearly fucking. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but but she, um, the the partner. Franklin, she she died in 1973 from a heart attack on her way to work. Um, and uh, Ellis, Ruth Ellis, um, uh, died in her sleep in the early morning hours of October 5th, 2000. Um, what I think is super interesting is that Ellis and Franklin's house was also known in the African-American community as the quote unquote gay spot. It was hmm. a central location for gay and lesbian parties, served as a refuge for African-American gay and lesbians. Um, she would continue to support those who needed books, food, or assistance with college tuition. Throughout her life, Ellis was an advocate of the rights of gays and lesbians and of African-Americans. Soon after her 70th birthday, due to her fame within the community, Ellis would become a staple at the Michigan Women's Music Festival. Uh, on her 100th birthday, she led and was sung Happy Birthday by the San Francisco Dyke March of 1999. Mm. Uh, although Ellis and Franklin eventually separated, they were together for more than 30 years. Okay. I just want to go back to the, like, you came out in 1915. That's insane. Pre-roaring 20s, right? Like, yeah. I fucking pioneer. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. They, like, didn't have a word for lesbian. Like, she probably had to, like, do so much explaining. Like, no, 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 no. In a sexual way. Like, for, yeah. <laughs> for, for good good sex stuff. And they're like, you mean as roommates? No, 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 no. Like, all the way deep inside. Yeah. <laughs> She's my real good friend, but like real good, but so good. <laughs> uh, that's 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 Ruth Ellis, our our uh, queer black person from history of the week. Oh, thanks, Ruth. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about fat? No. Okay. Cool. This well, is it. This has been this gayish. Gayish. <laughs> Uh We've been avoiding this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I asked you to 
we were going to record it and then I texted the day before and said I couldn't. So yep. this is the, the second time we're trying to do this and we'll see. Yeah. Yep. Uh, can I start with some Gata? Sure. Let's do the Gata. Okay. Uh, this is really interesting. I think um, this gays are gays are fat shamers and we all are going to probably have depression because of it. Or um, I don't know. Yeah, this like, has been the the journal of the psychology of Mike, yeah. <laughs> published in right now. Uh, S- sample size of one, sample size of one, but pretty accurate. No, this is it's actually not about. Um, it's more about how people feel about their bodies, how men specifically feel about their bodies. Um, this is Psychology of Men and Masculinity by David A. Frederick and Jamal Essali, uh, published in twenty sixteen. Um, so they did a meta study because, um, a lot of studies show that, uh, gay people, gay men, um, do have, are more like judgmental, more unhappy with their bodies. Uh, but then recently there has been a study that questioned that, that said it might, that might either, that might not be true, or that's based on stereotypes of gay men. So, uh, this study wanted to figure out using a meta study. So trying to get you know, use more uh, data than anyone else has what the truth is. Um, a couple of things that they set up, just things that we already know based on other studies, um, is that uh, men, both gay and straight, I don't know, sorry, bi people, you, again, we mostly care about gay people. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, both gay and straight men consider attractiveness to be more important in their partner than women that means that and then also uh women tend to be treated as sexual objects i think that goes hand in hand tend to be treated as sexual objects so that therefore then they start to view themselves as sexual objects which leads to what they call surveillance so uh, it is monitoring your appearance from the outside world um and they found the same thing with gay men um so that you're because of how you are treated by society you believe that about yourself and then start worrying about how you are going to be viewed yeah um so let me tell you about what i found or what the data what i found here's what i found by reading (laughs) one article okay um confirmed that um gay men reported lower body satisfaction than straight men um but the differences were small so um to me we expect like it is a giant vast gaping discrepancy between the two but that's not necessarily the case um (laughs) (laughs) i love the word gaping i know right it's so disgusting and hot okay uh i don't know what this means but the ds is less than 0.20 so if someone is a statistics person they might know what that means um standard deviation i don't think that's standard deviation dick sucking i don't know ds nintendo ds i don't know um yeah so i mean something that i take away from that is like people always assume it's just gay men but straight men also have issues with their bodies as do bi men and queer men and all that other good stuff um sure yeah uh well one one thing about all of that that sort of um frustrates me i guess is that i don't it reinforces a stereotype that I have that I don't know if it's valid or not, but that men are visual, that Mm. men's sexual brains are visual more than the female sexual brain. And, um, I, I just, uh, that, that is one possible influencer in this information. 
Yeah, um, yeah. No, that or I think this information influences that. Like knowing physical attractiveness is more important. That would lead to believe that men are more visual. Yeah, it's interesting when gay men reported a poorer body image. The exceptions where they they judge them based on or they ask them these questions, all these different things based on like muscle size and your BMI and all this other shit. The exceptions though were uh, your image of your face. And your attractiveness rating. So you're asked to say, like, what do you think about your face? Like, good, bad. And they asked, how attractive do you think you are compared to other people? So those were the ones that were the exceptions. We did not, I guess, we are not as uh, judgmental of our own faces and overall attractiveness. Which I wonder if mm-hmm. that's, I don't know, we're, we hate our bodies, so we're down with our faces? Or is it because we take more care of our faces than straight dudes? Like... I don't I mean, know. I think I, I think I'm super hot until I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need just a face mirror so that you can yeah. just be like this part of me is so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I actually identified with that as well. So um, uh, gay men were more likely to report um, uh, being okay with uh, body modification, meaning cosmetic surgery. They were far more likely to have had cosmetic surgery. Um, which that, mm. that felt true to me. Like I, or I could see gay men being more, being more acceptable for them to get cosmetic surgery than a straight guy. So I can imagine more of them doing it. Would you um, ever, would you ever get cosmetic surgery? Kyle? Gr- growing up, I always said I wanted a nose job. Um, but, uh, only if uh, nose jobs are so difficult compared to other shit, like e- that can get super fucked up real quick. So I probably would never actually do it. Um, I also though only recently saw like a before and after of this chick, uh, getting the bags under her eyes, like taken out and it made, it made her look so much better. So that's, I just started thinking about that and I think I would do that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, I mean, my first knee jerk answer is no, absolutely not. And I don't know what that's Good about. For you. No, that's great. Well, except, then I was thinking, what would I do if I was going to do anything? And I hate my teeth so much. Like it just oh. having them all yanked out and put new pretty ones in there. Like I think still counts as cosmetic surgery, even though it's dental. Yeah. Um, well, can't you do like braces or uh, what, what do you want to, you could get like whitening shit. There's like shit you can do with that is not in surgical. Well, that's true, but nah, <laughs> <laughs> there is a part of me that's like, okay, sure, exercise and eat right, but what if someone just sucked all the fat out? That sounds yeah. so much easier. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Should we, I should, I'll just go ahead and let people know, we both have, well, you I'd say, say we both have fucked up body image things, so we're not gonna, yeah. we're not coming from a place of we are healthy and listen to us, so I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out as we talk about how easy it would be to get fat sucked out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unless they're new to the show, I'm sure they know how stupid we are. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the show uh hi hey 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 girl um uh, uh this was interesting sexual orientation uh did not uh result in no ask how do i say this i should just read it directly sexual orientation did not predict reported pressure from partners to lose weight I would have thought there'd be more pressure in a gay couple, especially if gay men are shitty to other gay men, like that they would pressure their partner to lose weight because they're, you know, they're getting a little fat or whatever. Um, so that was not the case. So cool. 
Mm. Either we're cool. we're good or we're all equally terrible. Yeah. Great. Um the uh uh as far as body image and sex, uh so this is I thought really interesting cuz I I think about these things for myself, but to have it studied and have information on it. So gay men um were not more likely to avoid undressing during sex. So no matter how you feel about your body, if you're gay, you're still going to take your shirt and pants off. Yeah. Yeah. I've, they're, they're, they're saying that like in comparison to women, uh, straight women no, to, who to straight men. Oh, to straight men. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all this but, is comparing. It's about, uh, men and uh, presumably cis gay men and cis straight men. I, I was just, I was reading a study earlier. I, I didn't, I didn't bring any of my studies. You were reading knew, a study. That's I, my exactly, thing, Mike. Stop exactly. it. I, Next I knew, you- I knew, I knew this is what you would do. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to tell you about the news. Great, fantastic, bad. That's okay. that's the news. <laughs> but I was re- I was reading this study that said that like the the number of women who um have sex with the lights off because of how they feel with, mm. about their bodies is just crazy high. And I I sort of thought the gay men would be the same. So yeah. it's interesting that they wouldn't be, or they that they would track as bad about it as straight mm-hmm. guys. Do, have you ever left your shirt on during sex? That feels like something you talk about, like oh, I go swimming, like leaving your shirt on and make a joke about it. But have you ever left your shirt on during sex, Sp- like purposefully? No. Oh, good for you. I don't think so. I don't think so. Before uh, before COVID, when I was still hanging up, this like Jack dude came over and to like do me real nice and i like i didn't take off my shirt so i was like you uh, you i can't i can like you're so you have so many ripples and muscles and good things yeah you're very bumpy and yeah i i don't want to yeah i don't want either of us to be distracted from that (laughs) (laughs) this is about all your crevices and um another thing uh how however uh, gay men were more likely to hide at least one body part during sex, mm-hmm. and they were more likely to avoid sex due to body dissatisfaction. Yeah. Do either of those? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is the this is not the personal part of the show, oh, Kyle. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> we're all we we agree and we're casual about it and everyone's fine cool um okay. i find i i find i find that that is probably at least half of when i say that i have a shitty online dating ability when i say that my grinder game sucks when i say my scruff game sucks i'm sure that that's at least half of it is how i whether i feel like i deserve to have sex with people oh. because i feel shitty about the way that i look do you get is is that like you get someone interested, but then you don't actually hook up because you're worried about it. No. Oh, what is it? But I, but I definitely don't reach out to people that I find attractive because I think that they're way over my, like out oh. of my league. I do that too. And again, like I'm, I'm, we're both fucked up, so I shouldn't give you advice, but like, <laughs> no, there's a certain level of like, if you're, model- I'd say the blind leading the blind, but that's probably offensive to blind people. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> the, the dicks leaving the dick, leading the dicks. I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, blind guy Jay, let me know if that's okay. <laughs> um, I, if someone's model hot, like, what am I'm not gonna? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like, yeah, that's that's okay. That's a shitty thing. My instinct is like, 
be realistic, but then that is very like physical and surface level. But it's also like gr- gruff and scrunter. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't know. It's it is physical. You're on there to look at. I don't know. I I struggle with that. Okay. Uh, last one. You can file this under the no fucking shit uh, category. Gay men are more influenced than heterosexual men uh, by appearance ideals in the media. Sure. Yeah. Um, I should have yeah. started with that because that's a very lame one to end on. No, um, it, it's not that lame. I mean, okay. I, I think that if you if you buy into this idea that men's sexual brains are more visual, then add a component. That's why that's why straight guys feel bad about their bodies, likely. Right. But then add to that because they see uh, a, a attractive or conventionally attractive men in the media and they think mm-hmm. I want to be that or I need to be that because they 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 can see it Mm -hmm. then add the gay layer and it's not just i want to be that but i also want to fuck that Mm -hmm. right also um i didn't mention this earlier in the uh, when they were just doing their kind of cursory review of what's out there there was one study that found that in advocate and out magazine um they had higher rate of images of men with lower body fat and higher levels of masculine muscularity i was like they spelled masculinity wrong. real wrong nope that's because it's not a different word uh and more muscularity than uh, publications to the general public which yeah like so basically there's more muscly hotter guys in uh in gay magazines which also feeds into what you're saying yep yep Whew, so that's what uh, okay we didn't that, that's the data uh, we didn't mention like it's interesting it's pride month and mm-hmm. this uh, this topic for me especially surfaces during pride like people you know uh straight pride pod. Pe- everybody talks about their yes, pride bod right? th- yes and like uh, straight people will be like oh my summer body but like gays are like my pride body um mm-hmm. and so yeah it, it surfaces more all the floats and shit and all the gay bars that are packed with you know the, the six packs and everything you know gives is even more an environment that can make you feel shitty. So it's really interesting this year that pride is not happening in person. So I don't know. It's just a different. Yeah. We don't, we now don't have the, uh, our, our bodies as what we use to flaunt during pride. Yeah. 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 And I I heard that like, isn't, isn't pride fest in Seattle. Hasn't it been just rescheduled that they're looking at like October or something? I I might be making, I might be making that up, but, uh, just like taxes, it means you have more time. You, we all filed an extension, I guess. (laughs) An extension for pride. Yeah. For our pride bod. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I wanted to talk about, I don't think this segment is very long, but I wanted to talk about the history of fat the history of of fat shaming and ideal body type and uh you know back before like the industrial revolution more or less uh people were just full-on starving to death like there's (laughs) like the whole uh, the whole island of ireland in the potato famine and and just dying in the fields or whatever anyway that was a weird thing to say (laughs) but but basically like skeletal was the norm and people didn't even have the fucking idea of what would be ideal. They're just trying to survive. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But then bring the Industrial Revolution around and there's a lot more access to sources of calories. There's a lot more access to um, money. There's a lot more access to media in the form of newspapers, um, advertising. And then uh, emerges this idea of fat as being the ideal body type. And the, the thinking goes, if you are fat, then you are well fed which means you have money and you're successful and therefore you are sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. And it was especially prevalent with women that plump women were the, uh, the ideal. And you see that in the art of the time that, that, um, you know, ladies with, with larger tatas were, you know, <clears throat> idealized, um, more full figured. They were that they were the, the ideal, and and then, uh, without dwelling on it too much, there's a whole thing that happens in the 1920s with the flapper movement, and um, but that was sort of a uh, an outside thing that didn't really catch on in all of mainstream media. But that begins the first time when the idealized female figure is most radically out of step with what actually people look like. Oh, um, huh. Um, so it's the flapper's it, fault. Well, no, just like the 1920s, by the time the Roaring Twenties came around, this very slim, very form-fitted flapper dress with the feather hat, that becomes the image of of female perfection. Hmm. And uh, it, it is, it is it, it's cultural and significant and prevalent and not what people looked like. Yeah. Do you and think Ruth was a flapper? R- Ruth Ellis? Yeah. Do you think she got into the flapper life? Like, are there lesbo flappers? I don't a, know. A les flap, as I call them? Yeah. Yeah, the very well-known term, les flap. <laughs> I'm going to um, say she was. I'm going to say she was also, like, one of the most prominent and won several dance competitions, because I, that's what I want to believe. Okay, I'll send you her Wikipedia article, and you can add that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 cool. You, you don't really need to back it up. Just put it on there. Yeah, you know, I'll add a saying. link to a, a source that is this podcast. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then I, I wanted to, we've talked before, we talked on the AIDS episode about, you know, you know the, the rise of the gym body as sort of a response to that in gay culture. And that's worth exploring also. But I just want to, I just want to jump to the punchline, which is if it was, if fat was because you were rich and the ideal body type was actually about money, that's still true now. We have people, particularly African-Americans, that live in food deserts where the only option that they have available to them are fast food restaurants that are calorically dense and very low in nutrition, and it contributes enormously to obesity. And meanwhile, you have rich white people that live in cities that have money for a gym, they have money for a trainer, they have money for organic food in abundant supply that they can you know, tailor their nutrition. All of those things take money. And so like the, the hot gym bunny image that we have is actually also about money, just like it was back in the day. Hmm. And it's interesting, like the, who's, I was now particularly thinking about who's in power. So who's controlling the narrative and, you know, if people with money or those are the same people that probably own the media companies. And so they're going to be attracted to and put on magazines and stuff, pictures of people they're attracted to or people that look like the people they know. So it's this kind of this feedback loop of you have money, you're hot, you like hot people, you put them on your magazine, you want to be hot. So you use your money for that. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Do you know about Barry's boot camp? Yes. I have a fraternity brother who's smoking ass hot and he t- is an instructor there in LA. Is he gay? No. Well, <laughs> he, I, he, he identifies as straight. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> but can definitely see. <laughs> we call him Lady G. Um, <laughs> no. So I think that um, I, less about like specifically berries, but uh, it was only a couple of years ago or a year ago or something someone was like oh yeah berries came to seattle and everyone's got to get their picture in front of berries for instagram and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about but like those are some of those moments where i feel totally out of the gay culture like i feel just like on this outsider like i didn't know what berries was or that it was a gay thing or that you had to get your instagram selfie in front of it like i just had absolutely no idea yeah yeah thank goodness well i mean but but those are the things i feel shitty about those are the things i feel like i'm not part of the gay community then because i am not aware of some of those things yeah like is there some secret hashtag that you need to follow so that you get the you get clued in to what all the hot twinks are up doing i I don't know hot twinks where are you what what do you (laughs) let us into your world (laughs) no that'd be a violation they'd get kicked out um and the uh the berries that they just put in is actually pretty ajax to you yeah it's true it's just a few blocks away polari word of the week oh yeah i was was just gonna wait i thought for a second i tricked you ajax is a word that means nearby uh ajax it's like is it just like is it like adjacent yeah i mean the the guess is i said yeah i don't know (laughs) probably (laughs) i just was like sure i was about to make up (laughs) yes it's shortened based on it i don't know probably uh but yeah uh so so right now we are not ajax each other but but reynolds my dog is is ajax to me and he's stretching and he looks so cute okay Uh, you can say stuff uh ajax the polari word of the week yeah yeah um so I'm going to start then with mm-hmm. just a very simple sentence that's super hard to say. Okay. I am obese. Based on I, who or what? The medical definition of obesity is a body mass index or BMI of greater than 30. And my BMI right now is 30.4. I'm like right on the edge, but I am obese. Morbidly obese is over 35. And uh, I I wanted to just like that that is a heart crushing difficult thing to say out loud and but I need to say it out loud I guess I hear Go you ahead. I mean but people also have called into question BMI as a measure of that it, yep exactly right that's exactly right so Thank let's you. talk about BMI as a measurement sure. first uh, so BMI which stands for body mass index uh, you. Find your BMI by dividing your weight in pounds by your height in inches squared and multiplying by 703. So, uh, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, there's, there's several calculators online that you can use to get your BMI if you want to fucking, fucking slit your own wrists uh, afterwards. (laughs) You'll Um, lose some blood weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And that will give you a number. And anything under 18.5, you're underweight. 18.5 to 24.9, you are normal or healthy weight. 
25.0 to 29.9, you are overweight. 30 and above, you are obese. 35 and above, you are morbidly obese. Ew. And um, I, so, uh, um, I, I just, I had such a hard time in this space, Kyle, because like, uh, f- first, first of all, BMI is horseshit for fit people. It is horseshit for muscular people. Um, when I weighed 200 pounds and was about 11% body fat, my BMI was still well into the overweight range, yeah. despite the fact that I was crazy jacked. So there, like, it does not work for super fit people. And so then, uh, but when you look at like medical studies and if you look at like super uh high level uh data for a society it does work for enough of the population that you can start to draw distinctions about those people's behavior and health and Hmm. um so it's it's one of those things that like you shouldn't use it for yourself uh uh, maybe but in aggregate it is useful Hmm. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm getting lost now. I just got really upset and I'm like rambling. Upset about what? Uh, when I typed in the calculator today, all my information and it came back with a little bit over 30 and the calculator said, you are obese. I immediately had this whole thought about like, well, BMI doesn't actually mean anything because if you're jacked, it's totally wrong. And remember that time when you were jacked and it told you that you were overweight, but you were clearly not overweight. Look at the pictures. And then I think, well, maybe, maybe I'm muscular under this layer of fluffy. And that's why (laughs) that it's that the the calculator is wrong, that I'm actually, you know, that I'm, I'm not as bad as this fucking calculator says that I am. Fuck you calculator. (laughs) And then, and then and then I come back and I think, well, you know, I haven't been working out and I feel bad about where I'm at. And like, I guess we're in the personal section now, Kyle. Here we are. Here we go. <laughs> well, I think what it's doing then, right or wrong, is that number is validating what you already think. It's like, you know, when you go out and seek sources that prove your point right, regardless of what they are, like this is one of those things. Well, I don't know if it's totally right, but it might be. And also it's giving me the information I already believe. Yeah. Yeah. What's the instead of talking body mass index, let's talk about body mic index. How do you oh. feel about your body? <laughs> I mean, terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a I feel segment. terrible. Well, I mean, so the even okay. I, I yeah. So I talk about jacked Mike pretty regularly, and people yeah. are probably tired of it now. Yeah. Tired of him now. Yeah. And. Yeah. <laughs> and but like I can't express strongly enough how I hated my body and I would look in the mirror and I saw a fat person and the fact that I was so fucking delusional in that is terrifying because I tend to think of myself as a relatively objective person emotionally stable for the most part and uh, the, but I, I like, I, I, I just, I thought I was fat, unattractively fat, and, and, and I, 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 I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong about that. And, 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 
I, I wish that I could say that I learned my lesson. Like I'm a lot happier now, um, but I don't like what I see in the mirror. And there's a part of me that says, well, if I thought I was fat then, I'm definitely fat now. And wait, like, wait. Okay, that's not the the takeaway should be I, I, you incorrectly assessed your own body. So there's a chance you're in, currently incorrectly assessing your own body. Sure. Sure. I don't I don't know I don't know how to make that true. Feel I don't true. know how to, I don't know how to feel that differently. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. And then like I, I, there's, there's a, there's a big old part of me that hasn't even let it even a little bit process that like Trevor left me cause I got fat and I'm single again and wondering if I'll ever be good enough for anyone ever again. And if I just fucked it up and missed my chance and I'm going to die alone, like it gets real dark real fast. Yeah. And uh, when you say Trevor uh, left you because you're fat, what do you, why do you say that? Or why do you think that? Because I did everything I thought, I thought I did everything that I could and there, I still need a reason. Like oh. if I, if I, if I know the reason then I have control over it somehow or hmm. like I make it make sense. Um, and, uh, hmm. it's one of the things that I, it's funny. He never said so ever. And when I would say things about myself, he would fight me on it. <laughs> it's very sweet. Um, but I never believed it. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's well, a weird thing about like people trying to help or say stuff. It's like, yeah, it's if, if you have negative opinions about your body weight, other people saying something doesn't change that. That sucks. That's a shitty thing to like have to also deal on top of having to deal with your divorce and, and, you know, wanting to date again to like add that additional pressure to yourself or blame to yourself. Um, when that is something you're clearly creating or, or, or deciding not based on evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and before I, before I did this, you are obese calculator. <laughs> um, I had this I had this thought that like I looked at myself in the mirror this morning and I thought not that I like what I see but that I see people that look like me all the time and I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> and so why don't I feel fine about me? Yeah. Do you have ideas yet? D- I, no. I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. Should- I just didn't know if you had guesses or or theories or anything because shit's fucked up and i'm fucked up too yay oh okay well we got there (laughs) you don't need therapy mike just you need to talk it through with me yeah i uh i don't know i don't know i don't know how to feel better and i've been doing keto i think i've been losing some weight i haven't been tracking it um and maybe maybe this time i'll get somewhere and be happy but i also think like looking back at jacked mike who was clearly deeply unhappy that maybe i'm just gonna be unhappy forever like just learn how to live with being unhappy instead oh. of try to fix it oh whoa whoa okay i mean I, I get why you took that leap but it's interesting when you were like oh like i don't know how to feel better about it you immediately jump to okay well i'll work out and lose weight instead of 
I've always had this feeling and this insecurity, no matter how I look. So like, I, I thought you were going to go towards like mental health things or, or working on some of your beliefs or whatever. Yeah. Have you talked to your therapist or uh, done anything mental health wise about your body image and feeling of okayness with yourself? We have talked about it from time to time, usually in the context of my latest divorce. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that to me seems like based on what you're saying. Yeah. Like if you're trying to lose weight to feel better, that's you've been there and it didn't do it. So that's not yeah. the solution. Yeah. But I got to get my pride bod so that I can get my next husband. Cool. cool you have. <laughs> oh, we we uh file an extension for that so you have a little bit more time. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Great. Great. Um yeah, I with my therapist, I don't I don't have one right now, but um uh back when uh, my most recent therapist, I we we were doing this thing to like cognitive behavioral therapy where I would bring in this belief or this thing that happened and and analyze where my thoughts go and basically like where along the way did you fuck up in your thinking and and how mm-hmm. can we fix that and one i brought in was that i am fat and we walked through the exercise and by the end of it it's supposed to like oh i felt really bad and now i feel a little bit better i think that belief i had is now less true where i you know understand it more or whatever and after going through that exercise i believed it even more than i did before and and then she was like oh this is not like a a thought that we need to work on reframing this is a core belief you have that is not going to be we need more than this worksheet to fix that um Mm -hmm. so yeah i do have like the core belief that i don't look good that i'm fat that i need to i need to work on how 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 do you work on that how do we work on that kyle i mean i to me it goes to uh, oh i don't know heroin i shouldn't what we we need we need to we need to start drugs right or um cocaine we need to yeah exactly 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 uppers we need uppers that's <gasps> that's where I was trying to yeah. get yeah <laughs> okay done that's the gay solution to this problem I think um I mean I don't I don't know but I have to believe it involves um, working on feelings of kind of like self validation and feelings of self confidence and and worthwhileness like that's that's part of my entire shit. So I, I think work that I have been doing in the past would help with this, but I, yeah, I'm sure there's specific stuff you do for your weight and body that I don't know. Hey, we have a friend who works on eating disorders and works as a counselor. We should talk to her about this. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she works on like, eating disorders as near as i can tell i'm very good at eating (laughs) okay just because you eat food does not mean you don't have an eating disorder there are lots of eating disorders that include eating oh i might yeah maybe (laughs) do you think you have an eating disorder no i i think that i have had severe body dysmorphia okay and uh, i don't think i have that now I, I just think that my awful feelings about myself are true. Okay, okay. <laughs> Did you just give us the definition of body dysmorphia? <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I don't have a problem. I'm just ugly. Like, okay, well. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Kyle.
I, yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Okay. So in a little bit, we're going to talk about Todd Masterson, the the gay fat friend, and we'll give him a proper introduction in just a second. And the whole thing of like, here I am, here's my body. Here I am in a speedo and I'm a large person. Um, part of me thinks, you know, I, I wish I could be that right. Like I, I wish I could give zero fucks and just be like as nude as I wanted to be at any given point in time. And there's part of me that doesn't. There's part of me that doesn't want to be okay with this where I'm at that doesn't that are or clearly already is not okay with where I'm at much less heavier hmm. and that I don't I don't want to be comfortable I don't and I don't I don't know how to be wait tell me more about that you why why don't you want to feel better about where you're at because where I'm at is bad <laughs> Mm. because because where i'm at is unhealthy conventionally unattractive uh um i just, I, I well okay those those two things yeah. <laughs> and i don't want to be proud of this i don't want to be happy where i'm at and confident in my body because i hate it mm. like that 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 seems like the opposite of progress to a, a big chunk of me and i'm i'm trying i'm yeah, trying to talk chunk. From, sorry yeah <laughs> good job i'm, I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to talk about me and not talk about other people but you can't not by like extension right you mean like because you're comparing yourself to other people right ultimately it comes down to that i think yeah hmm. i mean t- to me it's like what is going to help you yeah, it's interesting you say you're happier, but still feel bad about like bad about your body because like overall you think like life goal be happier. So if you're happier, you that would translate into some form of feeling better about your body. But it's yeah, it's yeah, it's it's wow. I didn't think about this. To uh, me, it's oh. jacked. Mike was exhausted and hated himself all the time. Yeah, now I've just given up, and that that oh, that, boy. that feels better. That feels better than being hypercritical, tired, exhausted, mean to myself uh, uh, at, at, at such a constant and high volume. Uh, this is better. I am happier now, not fastidiously worrying and weighing all of my food and like keeping huge journals, uh, going to the gym every single day and running 20 miles a week and like... I am way happier in so many areas. My feelings about my own body not haven't quite improved as much. <laughs> yeah. To me, it, it, I, as you were talking only like kind of made a connection between self harm. Like I, when I do that, it makes me feel better and it's not the right way to do it, but it does. So like what you're saying is I'm going to use this shitty feeling and treating myself badly as the motivator to get more, what I consider attractive or, or lose weight or whatever. That's sure. It may help you lose weight, but it's going to, it's not going to help solve the root issues of feeling shitty. You're. Yep. Um, I, I think about this, not it's the point is not to say I am currently healthy and I do not need to do anything to change. Uh, to me, and obviously this is all way easier to say than do, um, I would like to be happy with myself 
and also still work on improving myself where I want to. So I want to be comfortable in my skin and happy and content, but that doesn't mean I want to be complacent. I want There are lots of things I want to keep doing better. I want to keep reading more books so I'm more knowledgeable. I want to keep writing. There are things I want to do more, but that doesn't mean I'm like I'm still a relatively intelligent person. I still write some. Like Finding a balance between being happy and being comfortable with yourself is different than being complacent. I'll buy that. Cool. Cool, cool. You fixed me. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> It'll be $100. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're cheap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially after Corona, girl prices going down. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the supply <laughs> supply is going to go so high up, I'll have to reduce my prices. Anyway, that we're not talking about my sluttiness. Hmm. Aren't we, though? Aren't we, though? <laughs> Isn't that what this is about? Do you have more to talk about? You said you had personal stuff to talk about, and then I just fucking, like, fire-hosed you, so. Yeah, should I talk about my personal stuff? Yeah, that's a yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I have definitely had body image issues, like, part of me wants to connect it to the gay community, but it's really not. Um, I remember being a kid, like, I must have been in like elementary school or, or junior high. And I remember telling my dad or my mom that I thought I was fat, like an age that is too young to like be fat or not like an age that like that. It's just, it was so young in retrospect that it is something that was very beginning that, that I had issues with. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do the same thing where, um, um, I don't ever like my body. I have never. And um, I'll, I'll go on these things where like, you know, after college, I'll gain some weight and be like, oh, I wish I would have, you know, uh, I wish I would have appreciated it when I had the body that I did in college. I didn't like my body in college. And then I'll gain more weight and be like, oh, why didn't I appreciate the body I had when I first got out of college? Like, it doesn't matter when I am. I especially like I've definitely gained weight as I've gotten older and every time i'm like ah, i wish i appreciated where i was and yeah and hate where i am now um and uh it was maybe a year ago that i was the biggest that i'd ever been um and i've lost weight since then but yeah like i'm, I'm you know this is a time in my life where I've, i'm bigger than i've ever been before and i hate it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you also um You've you've talked about this. I, I and I think I agree with your self assessment that you hide it well. That mm. your body type and shape uh, is um, uh, like you notice well before other people do, and it's because yeah. the, the like the, your 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 structure is such that I took a um, like a something where they like actually scan your body like an actual legit thing and they're like oh cool like your body your when you get fat or your fat is evenly distributed throughout your body so yeah that's a, a helpful thing so when i gain weight it doesn't just show up in one place which is also really frustrating then i think there are people that are good intentioned and they they tell me that i'm not fat or i've they can't tell that i've gained weight and it's also like well it's my body type and you can't see it but it's true you know, it's, it's, I don't know. In fact, it, anyone saying a nice thing about my body, I don't know. It doesn't feel good. I don't like it. Hmm. And and I like, in addition to my, like my body and how it's made, I thought this is what you meant. Like, I didn't realize this was a sign of body image issues until later. I 
physically put stuff in front of my stomach. Like when I'm sitting down, I will always grab a pillow and put it in front of me or a blanket. And even when I'm home alone, I mm. will, I always wear a t-shirt. Uh, and yeah, when I sit down, I will put a pillow in front of my stomach and I never really, I mean, I knew kind of why I did it, but like, that is one of those things that indicates you have issues with your body. Cause mm. I never, especially when you're sitting down, it kind of like your gut pokes out even more. And I always want to have something in front of me so no one can see it. Yep. I, it was in my first like big relationship with Jay-Z where I, told him that he was not allowed to touch my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, but I want to. So I, mm-hmm. and then it was like, so that was the first time I got used to like letting someone actually touch my stomach. And it took a while. It was not right away, but eventually, um, you know, I got there and, and liked it, but, um, that was, that was huge. That was really uncomfortable. Um, and that was also the, the first time that someone said to me, I'd like your body type. And I think the first time that I started to realize maybe there are people that like the way I look at, as it is not, you know, Oh, cause he also is, has a good personality or whatever, you know, it like actually <laughs> would pick my body type. Um, and I still don't, I, it doesn't matter if I don't, I don't like it, but that was the first time someone said that to me directly. Um, so that was really mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Could you let that in? Could you believe that? I I don't think he had I think he was telling the truth. I don't know what his incentive would be in lying to me except or maybe he's just feeling making me feel better. No, I th- I think he was telling the truth. Doesn't mean I like my body. <laughs> yeah, sure. Also, I know that like when you fall in love with someone like regardless like a lot of their things you grow to love, you know, like it's it's not necessarily because you actually like it. It's because like, well, this is my person. I love you flaws and all. So part of me just thinks it's, he loved me and that was part of me. Yeah. Yeah. I think so for my sensibilities, I feel really, really bad for you. Like it, like it's, it's, it's tragic to, to have, to be so, uh, in your head about it that you don't like to be touched. Like that, that seems like, like next level to me to be like, even in an intimate setting with a person that you are in a relationship with to not want to be touched by them. That's such a important visceral thing that humans do that like it, um, like that, that, that seems real deep and real, real, I don't know fucked up i guess that's why yeah. i'm no. trying to think of the way <laughs> you, you're trying to think of the right way to say it and you chose fucked up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no you're right i mean i i yeah it was really hard to get over i mean even now like i don't it's not that i i don't like people touching my stomach but i like it's one of those almost like aversion things you if you start to do it some then you get a little bit more used to it but i yeah it's still i still really dislike the way i look um I'm particularly specifically my stomach. Like that's a part of my, I mean, there's a lot about me that I don't like, but specifically my weight is, is definitely a big thing. Um, I, this was big for me only this year. Did I even tell anyone how much I weighed? I had never said that. I told Augustia that, um, because we're both working on weight, but like that's, I just don't, it's almost like the no dick pics kind of thing. Oh, this is mm-hmm. another reason I don't send like nude pics is like pics 
I'm a cool teen. Um, like I don't, <laughs> I don't want anyone to see my body and that would probably ruin my chances of hooking up with someone if I sent a shirtless picture. So I don't, I'll, I've sent the only like naked picture I have is in the mirror, like the back, like you can see the back and my butt. Cause like, that's what I want. That's what I'm trying to lure people in with. Um, so I will not, in addition to not ever sending a dick pic, I never send a like shirtless picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it was only recently like realizing that I also was like really fucked up in my food. Um, and I didn't, one of the times only like a year ago when I was um, in my last relationship, um, I would, this is stuff I did alone, but when you start to live with someone, then you start to notice some of your weird habits or things like, so we bought food. Um, we were hanging out eating um, and he went outside to smoke and so I opened up the family size bag of M&Ms and ate all of them while he was gone because I, and I didn't, I mean, I kind of did do that on purpose. I like knew I didn't want him to see that. I wanted to wait for him to leave, but I don't know. I didn't totally, I didn't totally connect that thing as like a food kind of disorder or whatever. Like, and then he came back in and he was like, I wanted some of those. And in my mind, I was like, these were never for you. These were so I could eat this bag for myself. Like, and <laughs> and I couldn't have you here for that to happen. So I had to wait for you to leave so I could do that. Um, mm. And that's something that I uh, cannot keep certain foods in my place because I know I will just eat all of them. Like I, if I have kind of, you know, like breakfast bars, like those kind of granola kind of bars, Sure. Can't have those because those are good enough. I might eat the entire box of them at once. I have to buy um uh like the shredded cheese that I buy. I once bought the um Tillamook. Is that the Seattle one? Um Tillamook's from Oregon, but Oh yeah. Okay. Um I I bought that, so like nice shredded cheese, and it was good enough that I ate the entire bag of it. So I had to start like go back to buying the like store brand because it's not good enough that I would just eat it by itself. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. you know, I every now and then I'll buy a thing of cookie dough and eat all that. Like I, I just have really messed up, uh, food habits. Um, Mm. and that's something I have been trying to like work on calorie intake. I don't know. I don't know how healthily I'm doing that right now, but I've been losing weight recently, which is great. Um, I weigh myself three or four times a day. Mm. And especially like, I'll drink a bunch of water and then be like, okay, how did that affect me? So I know like trying to figure out like what the real like number is and, and how things influence it. And, you know, in the morning or at night, cause like in the morning is going to be like, you're, you're more, um, like you have less food in you. So you'll weigh a little bit less then. And, um, yeah, I think about weight and how I look all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I, I hate summer because then you only have t-shirts. Like when you get to put on like coats and stuff, that covers shit up, and I like that better. So, uh, the scale, I, that that's 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 not good. Like shit doesn't change that fast. Like I like what 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 you are doing is not rational. Like well, it changes you're, you're, like one to two pounds. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot, Kyle. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I got the advice once from a book that I 
didn't pay attention to, I guess. Anyway, but I, I, there was this this part about like choose your one day a week at the same time of that day and weigh yourself one time. <laughs> I mean, there's a long time that I didn't have a scale, and that's actually I think one of the reasons that I gained a ton of weight is because I just didn't want to know. I did the opposite thing of just. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to try to look at myself and, okay, I feel a little bit heavier, but maybe I'm not. And so it was like, you know, recently kind of when I was at my biggest that I got a scale and it's only been like in the past several months that I've been doing the, like weighing myself all the time. Mm. But I feel like it reminds me I'm like going the other direction. So now I, if I keep looking at that number over and over, it's, a reminder not not to eat as much like it's a reminder of what i'm trying to get to and where i'm at um yeah hmm. sounds like we're both a wreck that's great cool <laughs> <laughs> in other words nothing has changed <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know i will say i well, i don't know about you I, when i say like shitty things about myself i tend to get like then messages from people trying to reassure me about stuff or help me feel better, which is very coming from a very kind place. I hope I do not want that. So I'm not saying this so that people validate me or, or say anything. And and so I don't know, people are going to do what they're going to do, but that is not what I want or I'm looking for. Send when, me dick pics. <laughs> that's how you can help Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect to get here. Oh. And so now I'm trying to recalibrate how we ended up here and what to do. Okay. next. And I think, that is to talk about Todd, a person who is clearly much healthier than I am, at least mentally. <laughs> uh, low bar, but sure. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, you he, find him on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. Oh, Instagram um, at Gay Fat Fred. We probably say it in the interview. We talked to him uh, a little bit ago, um, so we have the kind of pre-recorded uh, interview that we did with him. But yeah, he is the most amazing uh, Instagram where he well, you'll hear photoshops himself into hot jacked Insta gaze photos and writes the funniest, uh, like captions about them. Like we're all hanging out on the beach. Yay. Um, I think the first one of his that I saw might've been, um, uh, Adam Rippon in, um, other hottie Mc buff Gen stuff. Cuss or yes. Gus Canworthy. Cuss Gentworthy. Yes. Cuss uh, Gentworthy. And he like yeah. was, photoshopped him into them like in the middle of their pool thing. So um, yeah. Do you want to play the interview? Yeah. Let's play the interview. Hey guys. I'm Todd Masterson. He doesn't sound like that. Okay. Hi. Todd Masterson. Uh, also known as Gay Fat Friend. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. So We've been stalking you for a while now. <laughs> like, I think since your Instagram got started. Yeah, so, uh, like, uh, I started in October. Oh, okay. It feels like you've been around longer than that in my heart. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, for those who don't know about your Instagram, at GayFatFriend, can you tell us what it is? <laughs> sure. Um, so, what I do is I take thirst trap pictures that I find on Instagram of just, like, shirtless ripped gay guys just having the time of their life around the world and then i photoshop my shirtless body into those pictures like i was there uh to just you know show them what a good fun time we can all have no matter what your body looks like you're it's not just the post like that's 
already on its own fucking hilarious but then the comments on it that you make as if you're like we're just eating pizza and hang like those are so funny to me and i (laughs) so i love this so much what made you start this instagram account well so i live in west hollywood which is like the one of the epicenters of these people and uh <laughs> these people and, I, and uh and i know a lot of them and i've seen a lot of them around forever and i see like what kind of following they have and after a while you kind of learn the algorithm of their posts and like what they what they talk about and how they talk and, and what they say and the hashtags they use and stuff like that so um I kind of saw this happening and I realized that they never have a fat friend. They've never, like, there's never a fat person around ever. And I noticed that years ago, you know, maybe like five years ago, there's never a fat person in the picture. And when I see them at bars and when I see them at parties and see them at restaurants, there's never a fat person with them ever. It's not that they, it's not that they don't post pictures of their fat friends. They just don't have fat friends. And I'm like, how is that possible? You know, how is everyone chiseled and perfect <laughs> what kinds of feedback have you been getting is it largely positive do you have haters is it a, a good mixture of it all so the only people that have ever hated it are the original guys i used from west hollywood i kind of started with this um he's a therapist in west hollywood and he wants to be a youtube star and he's kind of like well known around town i've had friends that like went to him as a therapist and they had like horror stories. And um, anyway, this guy, this guy is such a character. And so he was like the quintessential Instagram thirst king, you know? So I was just like, I'm going to use his pictures because they're all so posed and silly. So he and his friends did not like it and don't like me. Like they've never liked me. They, they think I'm a bully, which is weird because all I've ever wanted to do is be their friend. And like, even in the posts, I never make fun of people. I never mean, I don't call anyone stupid or anything like that. Wait, um, when you say they don't like you, what specifically have they done specific things to you? They haven't done anything to me. I mean, they have messaged me and they've been like rude and, and asked me to remove their images and stuff like that. Um, but we have a lot of friends in common and having like n- doing this i've made a lot of friends like i'm actually friends with the guys in the pictures now like they want to be my friend and everyone loves it and they're really excited about it so i've actually made a lot of friends doing this um and a lot of them are friends with him and his, his friends and they have told me they're like there's like a text chain that a bunch of people are on that talk about me like whenever I post someone that they know or something like that picture will go around and be like, Oh, so and so, you know, gay fat friends attacking yeah. you today. And all that. like, they think I'm attacking them and I'm a bully, which is mm-hmm. just so crazy. I think it's because like, I'm not kidding. They've never been challenged in their lives really, especially as adults. Like they're just, you know, they're beautiful and they're rich and they're white. Like their lives are just so easy and perfect and they've never been challenged. So like when they get any kind of challenge, they think of it as like an attack. Or like they're being bullied. This reminds me of Christians. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, When like the pictures you post are yourself, like without a shirt on, sometimes eating food, like you're Mm -hmm. like putting yourself out there as someone who's like uncomfortable with their body. That like the idea of doing that feels very uncomfortable. And I can't imagine doing that, especially daily. Oh, yeah. How- oh, I was practically a never nude before this. Like I wouldn't even like take my shirt off at the beach. Like I was, I've been embarrassed by my body my whole life, but 
uh, I'm going to be 40 in August. And like, I don't know, something just kind of changed. Like I've been with my husband for eight years. We're really great. We have a great relationship. Um, I love my friends. I like my life. And I'm like, wait, why am I so embarrassed by my body? And at the end of the day, like it's, it's an okay body. Like I'm not, it's not bad. I used to beat myself up about it all the time, but it's, it is what it is, you know? So it's like, and it's funny. I can use it. I can use my body as a tool for jokes. I'm like, why am I not doing this? It's like a gold mine. So, so yeah, but I used to like hate my body and I still have bad days, you know, like I'll catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'm like, ugh. So I want to I want to ask you the 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 insta gay phenomenon that you are targeting for lack of a better word with with your with your commentary here uh, do you think do you think that for society that that the whole thing is good or or bad and evil or just it sort of is what it is in its neutral value I mean I don't think it's like evil I don't think these guys for the most part are bad people I don't think they're dumb I don't think they're doing it to hurt people i think they are doing it to brag i think like they're like look at my body look where i am because i know a lot of them are in huge amounts of debt a lot of them are hungry all the time a lot of them have you know they live in bad apartments and stuff like it's it's a definitely a show so they're just trying to make themselves feel better but i don't think they're hurting like i don't think they're specifically trying to hurt people by what they're doing i think they're just trying to brag um Hmm. And, but I think that we're all catching on to that. And I think we know that now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I definitely think people see like an unattainable body image from these guys. That's hard. That's hard to deal with. But I think, especially now that we're in a pandemic and we're realizing that like life is short and the internet is not what it used to be and stuff like that. I think a lot of people um, are realizing like, oh, I don't really need to live that lifestyle, especially that gay lifestyle of like traveling and working out and being rich and stuff, you know? I think it's interesting that you mentioned um, now those people want to be friends with you. And on the surface, that's like, oh, that's cool. Now they know you, they know you're funny, they're friends. But part of it also seems like your commodity then is followers or humor or something like if they weren't friends with you before and they're friends with you now, I don't know. It just doesn't feel. Well, there's definitely a lot of them that consider me like clout. So like they want to be like, they send me their pictures all the time. They want me to use their pictures. They want me, they want to be on my page. They want people to like talk about them and share it and stuff like that. Like there's definitely those kind of guys. Yeah. 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 There's definitely those kind of guys and, and definitely like, those people out there that I can tell are kind of using me and I, and I'm friendly with those guys and I chat with them and stuff, but I know that they're not like friends, but I've made like actual good friends with some of these guys because I've realized they're like, I'm I like, they're all introverts and they're all shy and stuff. They're like, I may take my shirt off and post it on Instagram all the time. And I, I may be really hot and go to the gym or whatever, but um, I'm actually really shy and I don't know how to talk to people. And so, uh, that that's what they say, you know, like they're really shy. They, they were like, if I saw you at a bar, I would be intimidated because you're tall. I'm six, seven. They're like, because you're tall, you know, you have a big personality. You're funny. Like I would never talk to you in a bar because I'm intimidated by you, not because you're fat, you know, hmm. they're like, I'm shy. That's why I don't talk to you. So a lot of these guys are normal, sweet people just like us. You know, they just happen to show off this weird, I don't know, body crazed lifestyle on Instagram. Yeah. Cause I think they think yeah. they have to do that. 
Yeah. Like they think like, oh, I'm a hot gay guy. I have to do this. Um, the, the therapist dude. Well, what's his name or do you want to say his name or not? Oh yeah. His name is Matt Dempsey. I don't mind okay. saying it. Ma- okay. We messaged a while ago on Instagram about that and you sent me his video and I'm you, clearly, you know him better. So all I know about him is that one video that I saw and the post of you with him. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's interesting because I actually kind of liked what he was saying. No, I didn't kind of. I liked what he was saying that he's saying that he does have privilege for being attractive and he's aware of it. Um, So I feel like there's something really good in what he's saying. And of course, he gets called a douche because anyone does if they say I'm attractive. But I mean, I kind of liked the message that he was putting out there and you had a very different read on it. So talk to me about that. Well, the... His delivery is what I have a problem with. Like, I think acknowledging when you have a privilege of any kind um, over other people is, I think it's great to acknowledge it, but it's how you deliver that acknowledgement. And his was just like, yeah, I'm really pretty. and, And, you know, but like, sometimes my life is hard because I'm so pretty. And it's just like, that's just a really weird thing to say, you know, like. I thought he said the opposite. I thought he said, um, you know, people say that, oh, like, no one takes me seriously or think I'm stupid because I'm hot. And he's like, no one actually, like, he's kind of saying that I he doesn't get that kind of backlash that people expect, like, well, thinking yeah, no, he's stupid. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that, like, how, I guess, like, drinking his own Kool-Aid of, like, how <laughs> pretty he is. You know, like, mm-hmm. he he just kept saying, like, you know, how pretty he mm, is and acknowledging it. that and not, it's not like I want him to apologize for it, but it's just like, okay, just like stop talking about it. Like, this is weird that you keep saying how pretty you are, you know, <laughs> like that's, that was my problem. It's just a weird yeah. delivery. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's almost like when people say like, oh, it's just a preference. I feel like you are totally allowed to have preferences. You are attracted to what you're attracted to, you know? But, like, you don't have to say that out loud. You don't <laughs> ever have to type it in a profile. You don't have to say, like, oh, sorry, I only like white guys. You are totally allowed to – your body, your brain, whatever, is it attracted to only white guys. Cool. You only want to date white guys. You don't ever have to say it out loud. Why would you ever yeah. say that out loud? Why, why would you tell people that? You don't need yeah. to do that. That doesn't serve anything for the world or the community. Yeah, like 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 you get hit on by so many non-white guys, <laughs> yeah. it's a burden. So you've got to like yeah. stop the people before of color anyone, from before anyone even talks to you. You have like, to say in a, like a profile, yeah. please don't talk to me if you're not yeah. white. Yeah. So I kind of feel like the pretty thing is the same thing as that. It's like we all have eyes; we can see that you're beautiful. You don't ever have to talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. you and and. Honestly, it's almost like the John Hamm character in 30 Rock. Did you guys watch 30 Rock? Yeah. Where he was like so beautiful and, and didn't realize mm-hmm. that everything in his life was easy because he was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, okay, cool. Maybe somebody like made fun of you or called you stupid on the internet. But in real life, when you're walking down the street, you get so many things handed to you just because you're beautiful. Like you're going to be fine. You don't have yeah. to talk. You don't have to talk about it, you know? <laughs> and that's the thing I've noticed during this pandemic. Yeah. I think a reason why a lot of conventionally beautiful men are kind of melting down right now and like wanting the gyms to reopen and wanting to hike and needing to go to circuit parties and all this stuff is because we all only have the internet right now. We don't have real life to like get those kind of validations. So they're not getting a free drink at a bar. They're not, you know, getting a, 
a coupon at a, at a store because the checkout girl thought they were hot. Like they're not getting <laughs> these things that they normally get these validations that they don't even realize they're getting, but they're like, I'm not getting free stuff at the mall anymore. I'm not getting, people aren't buying me drinks at bars anymore. So all they have is the internet and on the internet, everyone's calling everyone out all the time. And they're, so they're not getting that kind of like, you know, that delicious validation that they're used to of being <laughs> hot in real life because now they're just a picture on the internet. Yeah. And so that's, I think why they're all freaking out and wanting to get back because they're not getting that like daily validation they get from just being hot in society. I didn't think about that. That makes sense though. Yeah. So what's the, what's the number one thing you want people to take away from your work that you're doing? The number one thing is that I just, I think we're all equal. Like we need to just stop breaking off into little clicks and, and by like body type or by like, you know, femme and mask and all this stuff. Like just, I grew up in a gay bar in Missouri that was lesbians and drag queens and trans people and bi people and, and gay men. And, you know, like everyone in the Midwest, the gay bars just mix there. There, there aren't, especially in small towns, there's not like a lesbian bar here and a trans bar here. And, a you know, so like, everybody mixed and I just want the gay community to be mixed again. Like I just want it to be LGBTQ plus together again. Not like it is kind of now, especially in West Hollywood where it's like, Oh, this is the bar for hot gym guys. This is the bar for bears. This is the bar for daddies. This is the bar for twinks. You know? Yeah. I just want, I want everybody to be like, Oh, we're all one big gay family and let's just have fun and be friends. (laughs) Stop tearing each other apart. All right. Well, Todd Masterson, if people want to look up more about you, find out what you're up to, get in touch with you, where should they go? What should they do? Please find me uh, on Instagram. I'm at gay fat friend. Uh, You know, I always check my DMs. I uh, always reply to comments. So yeah, you can definitely get a hold of me uh, there. And then, you know, I also have my regular Twitter and Instagram, which is just at Todd Masterson. And then you uh, are one of the, what, top, 30 over 30 pounds or what? Yeah. Uh, so this is the third year they've done it. Logo TV. Uh, Logo TV. I cannot say this. My husband is giggling right now. <laughs> I cannot say Logo TV. I keep saying TV. Logo TV. Um, Logo TV. That's their French affiliate, I think. <laughs> yeah. Logo TV. Logo TV. Uh, Logo TV. Uh, this is the third year they're doing it. It's called Logo 30. And every day uh, in the month of June, they're honoring a different, like, <laughs> quote unquote, gay icon. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm being honored as one of their their Pride Month uh, 30 this year. So that'll be announced probably soon. So uh, this podcast will probably come out, like, while it's happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, there, each day they devote the whole day to that person. So I'll be, like, on the channel, and then I'll be on all their social medias and stuff like that. So Awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for being on, and thank you for your Instagram. It is a delight when oh, it shows up, and I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you guys for having me. This was super fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here. Okay. Are we we're pretending like we're just finished the interview? What, oh, yeah. Let's, I guess, let's... Yeah, I guess we don't have to actually pause for no. 20 minutes. We can, we can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I think we're done. All right. Um, so should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we're going to do our gay straightest. 
We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on so much of the social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Discord. Most of them were at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages, leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Our email is uh, gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, and our physical mailing address, if you want to send us keto-friendly snacks, is P.O. Box 19882. P.O. Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, gayest and straightest? Sure, let's do our gayest and straightest. Um, we haven't mentioned, we're going to we're gonna get, or we mentioned this last time, but yeah, we're getting back into our like regular episode kind of lineup. I, that doesn't mean we're not going to talk about shit that's going on, Black Lives Matter, um, all that, all that stuff, but I I also personally appreciate my podcasts that are still doing their podcasts. Like when I see that they don't post an episode, I get why, but then I'm like, ah, but I really wanted to like listen to this and enjoy it. So that's yeah. our, that's our, our plan. And that's why. Um, okay. My gayest is <laughs> when I start typing to go to certain websites, websites or do certain searches, it's, Nine times out of 10, whatever I'm starting with, there's going to be some gay porn that is like, you know, pops up first. So I was like, I want to refinance my mortgage. Um, and so I started typing. What kind of porn do you watch where refinancing comes up with porn? Girls, <laughs> give me those extra points. My interest rate is so low. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're at about 5% right now. Um um no i started typing mo and it was like monster cock like whatever thing that, you know it's just matching to this weird shit anytime i type in i start to type in gayish podcast g-a-y like there's obviously going to be some homosexual website that shows sure. up first yeah. um so that is my gayest i've had a super gay week like just shit i'm wearing and i'm listening to like queer artists and i'm reading queer shit and i'm like caring about people's human rights so my straightest thing is i don't have a straightest thing straight people just get to do what they want and be okay with it and no one judges them because they're in charge of the world so i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna introduce a gayest and straightest paradox of my straightest things i don't have one i i i stand that all right thank you great yeah i should just drop my mic and walk away now but we have to do the rest of the show so i can't it would be badass move but okay uh, so the straightest thing about me this week is that I dropped my phone yet again, and it <laughs> is just, it is like, it's its cracked down here, it's cracked up here, it's cracked around here, oh, yeah. the selfie camera doesn't work, oh. there's like scratches all over, it just, it is a, it is ghetto, and I just feel like it's a straight guy thing to pack around a fucked up phone. <laughs> it's, luckily, it looks like the screen is still usable. Yeah, mostly. Okay. There's one little part. There's one little part that I. There's no screen there, but I can still touch it in the upper right hand corner. <laughs> there's no screen there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'll I'll get around to getting a new one uh-huh. eventually. Um, and then the gayest thing about me this week uh, was was last night. My roommate uh, just through casual conversation found out that there is a send nudes channel on our Discord server, <laughs> and he <laughs> he goes wait, is that what you're doing when you say you're doing podcasts? <laughs> I mean, sometimes. And I didn't, I didn't deny it. I'm like, you're goddamn right. <laughs> hey, that's part of I our th- jobs. 
Yeah, sexting listeners totally counts as yeah, podcast work. One-on-one marketing. <laughs> it's word of mouth. <laughs> mouth to dick. Mouth to okay. mouth. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, listeners, Gaius Estratus. Yeah, where's this one coming from? This one is coming from our Discord server. Oh. Um, I, you might have to cut the name because I, I asked him how to refer to him. Oh, um, well, then just don't not... say it. Okay, great. My gayest was definitely meeting my roommate's younger gay brother for the first time and immediately talking about the latest RuPaul's Drag Race episode. <laughs> the straightest is that I'm suddenly the most masked person in my queer as fuck household and have been assigned to taking out the garbage and fixing appliances <laughs> as such. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is so true if you live with gays like everyone knows who the mask one is and who the femme <laughs> one is and like the yeah oh my god that's hilarious yep. yep um that's it that's it so a happy pride happy pride everyone. it's still that a special thank you to todd masterson the gay fat friend for the interview we really appreciate having him on yeah go to his uh instagram for sure check it out it's it's just so good it's good stuff and thanks to Ruth Ellis for inventing the for being... the les flap, <laughs> <laughs> for being the first lesbian ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's it. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. 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 bye, bye. It's also okay to want people to be healthy and not die of coronary fart failure. Like, <laughs> did you say fart um, failure? You, no, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay.